0: Hi, it's Jeff Farley at the Otisville Mount Hope Presbyterian Church and our weekly podcast, Today's Word, from our Sunday Sermon. If after listening you have questions or want to contact us, you can do that at our email, Press at or check out our website at www.otisvillepress.org. We've been talking about the fruit of the Spirit, and we've come to the last one, self-control. The scripture is from 1 Samuel, chapter 26, verses 1 to 23. Once again, some people from Ziph went to Gibeah to talk with Saul. David has a hideout on Mount Hakaliah near Jeshimon, out in the desert, they told him. Saul took 3,000 of Israel's best soldiers and went to look for David there in the Ziph desert. Saul set up camp on Mount Hakaliah, which is across the road from Jeshimon. But David was hiding out in the desert. When David heard that Saul was following him, he sent some spies to find out if it was true. Then he sneaked up to Saul's camp. He noticed that Saul and his army commander Abner, the son of Ner, were sleeping in the middle of the camp with soldiers sleeping all around them. David asked Ahimelech, the Hittite, and Job's brother Abishai, which one of you will go with me to Saul's camp? I will, Abishai said. That same night, David and Abishai crept into the camp. David was sleeping, and his spear was stuck in the ground not far from his head. Abner and his soldiers were sound asleep all around him. Abishai whispered, This time God has let you get your hands on your enemy. I'll pin him to the ground with one thrust of his own spear. Don't kill him, David whispered back. The Lord will punish anyone who kills his chosen king. As surely as the Lord lives... The Lord will kill Saul, or Saul will die a natural death or be killed in battle, but I pray that the Lord will keep me from harming his chosen king. Let's grab his spear and his water jar and get out of here. David took the spear and the water jar, then left the camp. None of Saul's soldiers knew what had happened or even woke up. The Lord made all of them fall sound asleep. David and Abishai crossed the valley and went to the top of the next hill where they were at a safe distance. Abner, David, shouted toward Saul's army, "'Can you hear me?' Abner shouted back, "'Who dares disturb the king?' "'Abner, what kind of a man are you?' David replied. "'Aren't you supposed to be the best soldier in Israel? "'Then why didn't you protect your king?' "'Anyone who went into your camp "'could have killed him tonight. "'You're a complete failure.' I swear by the living Lord that you and your men deserve to die for not protecting the Lord's chosen king. Look here and see if you can find the king's spear and the water jar that were near his head. Saul could tell it was David's voice, and he called out, David, my son, is that you? Yes, it is, your majesty. Why are you after me? Have I done something wrong, or have I committed a crime? Please listen to what I have to say. If the Lord has turned you against me, maybe a sacrifice will make him change his mind. But if some people have turned you against me, I hope the Lord will punish them. They have forced me to leave the land that belongs to the Lord and have told me to worship foreign gods. Don't let me die in a land far away from the Lord. I'm no more important than a flea. Why should the king of Israel hunt me down as if I were a bird in the mountains? David, you had the chance to kill me today, but you didn't. I was very wrong about you. It was a terrible mistake for me to try and kill you. I've acted like a fool, but I'll never try and harm you again. You're like a son to me, so please come back. Your Majesty, here's your spear. Have one of your soldiers come and get it. The Lord put you in my power today. You are his chosen king, and I wouldn't harm you. The Lord rewards people who are faithful and live right. I saved your life today, and I pray that the Lord will protect me and keep me safe. David, my son, I pray that the Lord will bless you and make you successful." So, I don't know about you, but of all the fruit of the Spirit, this is the one I'm not too interested in, self-control. There's so much chocolate and so many cookies, oh my goodness. Of course, I'm pretty sure you don't get to pick and choose. But if this was a corner grocery down in the city with the stacked up tables of fruit outside, I might just pass over these plums for a few more grapes and an extra banana. Because self-control sounds unlike the other fruit to be kind of hard to manage. Love, let it flow. Joy, oh yeah, I've got the joy of the Lord. But self-control sounds to me like something a lot less flowish. And a lot more like, I got to work at it. Maybe it's just me. The fruit of the Spirit, according to the Apostle Paul, are love and joy, peace and patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And they are a direct result, Paul says, of the Holy Spirit inhabiting us as we come to faith. It's not something we do. It's not something that comes as a second blessing at some later time in our spiritual growth. Rather, the fruit is part of us just as much as the spirit is part of us. It is the spirit working through us to touch the lives of others. So the reality is, unlike the way I feel about self-control, that it's a huge burden, in reality, you don't have to do anything to make these fruit appear other than to get out of the way. Our calling is to let the fruit roll to stop gumming up the works by focusing on our needs and our desires and instead let God work through us. And today's story of the warrior shepherd David is a great example of the fruit of self-control. To be sure, David was not exactly a role model of always being what we think of as a model Christian. He made huge mistakes and had to repent and be forgiven for lots of stuff. But when it came to listening to the Spirit in this situation, he did. He could have chosen to kill Saul and declare himself as king right then and there. Instead, he decided to wait, exercise that gift of self-control and put the choice of king back into God's hands. Exercising self-control is ultimately choosing to do the loving thing, as is the case with all of the fruit of the Spirit. With the Spirit in charge, We love others, and through love, bring joy and peace and patience and kindness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control to bear on their lives. Not that it is always easy. King Saul was there for the taking. The spear was right by his head. One thrust, and it would have been all over. But David paused, listened, and chose God's way over his own, something we could all learn from. Pause before we answer. Pause before we hit the send button. Pause before we assume the way forward is the way we think it should be, because God's way might be quite different. David refused to be the instrument of Saul's death. How Saul died, how Saul left behind his kingdom was up to God. David would instead do the right thing, though in typical younger brother fashion, first taunting Abner that he was a lousy protector for God's chosen king. So back to us. How well are the fruit of the Spirit being revealed in us? Are you loving easy people only, or are you loving those hard cases as well? I try to love people. Is muttering about them a fail? I think so. Is God's joy welling up in you so much that people marvel at how joyous you are? Are you singing those church songs up and down the aisles of the supermarket? How about it work? on the way to work where people drive lousy. Watch out for errant mailboxes, just saying. Are you sharing God's peace with those who are struggling and being patient with all of God's very difficult people? I know it's hard. That's why we need each other, to encourage each other and to hold each other accountable. Because the growing of the spirit in your life is a clear sign that God's spirit is growing in you as kindness, and goodness and faithfulness happens in your life. Go to ways of dealing with challenging issues and challenging people. And as for gentleness, is your heart softening in the presence of God Almighty? When you have time to spend with God and God's people, do you feel the Spirit's presence growing in you? Do you feel the fire glowing and dancing? And do you face? Uh, does your face reflect the joy of the sure knowledge that God is with you? According to Paul, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law, he says. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us today in our podcast. If you have questions, get a hold of us, let us know. We'd love to have a conversation.